Welcome to a new episode of All Things Change. Today we have a special episode. This episode was recorded during Mental Health Awareness Week with some of the members of the Perform Partners team that are quite new to the podcast. Before we begin this episode, we just wanted to highlight to listeners that we do touch upon mental health topics that some may find sensitive. Let's get started. Okay, so welcome to this episode of All Things Change, podcast brought to you by the Perform Partners team. So this is a very special episode today and we've got several members from the Perform Partners team on the episode to talk about Mental Health Awareness Week. This year's theme for Mental Health Awareness Week is loneliness. So we've got some lovely members of our team that are going to talk about their experiences of loneliness, how it made them feel and, um, and, and why. So we'll kick off with Sean. Thanks, Chloe. So what is your experience of loneliness and how it made you feel? I think there's a distinction between loneliness or, and being alone, because I'm, and the older I've got, I've become more reflective that I kind of recharge by having some alone time, either out walking in the mountains or just kind of sat in my office at home without the kids bursting and jumping all over me, which is always nice. But as far as loneliness goes within work, I was reflecting back to starting new projects or going into different companies and essentially having to start again and establish relationships and build a team. And at the start of that process, it can feel quite lonely and isolating until you get going and bringing people on board and you you know, you know know who you're working with a little bit more whilst giving a lot of energy to try and bring a team together. And in, in many ways, it's similar to starting perform partners and being involved in this business as well although we're four years old coming up to four years old now we've got a great team around us it's certainly feeling less lonely but it still takes a lot of effort to establish that and hold that and give parts of yourself to interact and engage with other people so kind of back to reflecting on how I recover that is by being alone but not feeling lonely in it. So thinking about my experience of loneliness, I think back to a time in my early 20s when I was, I was 22 years old and I was living at home at the time and after receiving a job offer to move to a different city, I decided that I was going to make that move, um, which at the time I think was, was quite a brave move. I didn't realise it as much at the time, but... Um, I was moving from the West Midlands up to Yorkshire um, and I think I was in a position where it was a very exciting time for me. I was, you know, 22, I wasn't moving away for education, um, you know, where I'd be in a setting where I'd meet, you know, lots of new people and, uh, you know, have access to those kind of instant friendships so to speak you know I was moving to a new city where um or a new place sorry where I didn't know anyone you know I, I knew nobody and I had no friends or family um but in any case I made that decision and I you know, packed my life up into my car and drove up the drove up the M1 to start my new life and you know in all honesty I, I don't think I was prepared for quite how lonely it would be um 
I was, like I say, my early 20s and started this really exciting new job. It was very, it was a whole new experience for me, but it was also an incredibly lonely experience for me. Going from having, you know, a circle of friends at home and being very social and having access to family at home, to suddenly being uh, alone in a city that I didn't know, that I hadn't been to before. So yeah, so it was a, it, it really was a, an eye-opening experience. And I think I did feel quite down about it and, and sad about it for, for a little while. And, you know, I just had to immerse myself in those environments where I would make friends. So whether that be, um, you know, there's a great, great community in Leeds. Uh, there's brunch clubs, there's, you know, sports clubs, there's craft clubs, all those kind of things. But I, I think it's underestimated, actually, how difficult it is to make friends and acquaintances um, as an adult. And yeah, that really hit home for me when, when I made that life change. But, you know, I, I've been in in Yorkshire and Leeds for seven years now and that that really has turned on its head an awful lot in that time you know I'm probably more social than I ever was back at home in my early 20s and now I'm you know fast approaching my 30s and a, a bit bigger circle of friends than I could have ever imagined if I look back to that time and you know I'm so far away from that lonely feeling that I once had but um on the same in the same breath it takes a lot to kind of put yourself out there and admit that you are feeling lonely and that you do want to make friends because there's there's almost a shame that comes with that that shouldn't really be there um but yeah I, that that's my personal experience with loneliness so my experience of loneliness interestingly was at a point where I'd actually left work um, it was when I became a mum and you're naturally and normally filled with so many different emotions and so much is going on that's very new. Um, the people that you're used to being constantly around you kind of take a bit of a step back to give you that space and that time um, and your world is just completely changed. You, there's no way of kind of mentally preparing yourself for how your purpose changes in life and how much of the bits of yourself that you felt were who you are and what what you did and what you were those bits have to take a step back because you become such a different person and it felt like a very lonely time because people who I would be surrounded by on a daily basis they were kind of gone they weren't there um yeah very very lonely time but then on the flip side there's kind of you get the mum guilt and well why are you feeling like this? how can you feel lonely with this amazing new bundle of joy in your life um but yeah, for me, it was just a case of it was a big change, a big shift. Um, and it was allowing, allowing yourself that time to transition into this new world, to become a newer version of yourself or a different version of yourself and just feel the feelings. It's OK to feel the feelings. Um, but yeah, I was very lucky and very privileged to be surrounded by a strong network, a support network of people who were there for me whenever I needed them, really. Um, so that's my experience. Tim. Thanks. Um, my Mine is really, um, as you might or may or may not notice, I'm a bit of a people person. Um, and unfortunately, when lockdown hit for me in the first one, um, sitting underneath my house uh, in a basement uh, with no natural light and people not turning their cameras on and you couldn't see people, you couldn't talk to people, uh, became very difficult for me. 
it was quite um, quite an experience. Um, not the usual good old um, architecture paper round of being in front of people with a, a board and being able to draw and get everybody's feedback and how you work properly. That just went, and it was like a. And I think even the second lockdown actually was was worse for me because it was I thought when it was going to end. You know, you know what I mean. And that was tough. Um, I'm bad enough talking to myself half the time as it is. <laughs> um, some people listen, uh, but no, uh, I think on the flip side of that, though, I mean, like again, the kids were out of the office. Obviously, the kids were in school. My wife was a pediatric nurse, so she was always out through the whole the whole of lockdown. Um, constantly out, so it was just me. Um, and that interaction with people was the thing that I missed, and we've been able to bounce off people. Um, and that's when you know, for me, thankfully, with the form, you know, we've we've got our offices. We came in. It started slowly going in and getting everybody. And now we've got lots of nice big white white walls we can draw on and get everybody involved. And it, pretty much the fact we could come in here, um, obviously where everybody's still working from home, which is fine. But I, for me, as were the best that get, I get out of myself and then with other people is coming in and being able to um, engage with people and work. And I think from those times for me, like even I go home now, I don't want to sit down in the basement anymore. I try to sit upstairs at the table I just don't want to go down there. Um, it's one of those where it just it just was a thing I want to kind of forget, really. Um, and it's changed the way I work now as well, even from I know I appreciate coming in now. I think people probably don't get that in regards to we all just took things for granted before, didn't we? And I think that's the thing where we were forced to be at home and not with people. And now in the industry, we're certainly in where everybody's we, we need to be interacting with people a lot more. And uh, that's for me where I want to be and um, certainly getting myself out of that was a bit of a saviour coming back into the office to be honest so yeah there we go that's mine I think to be honest and the next one is Christy. Thanks Tim yeah it my period of loneliness kind of related into starting a new job but it was more things that were happening at home at the time so my husband had been through several rounds of spinal surgery um, for a ruptured disc and, you know, being that there's just the two of us at home um, with him being in such physical pain and not really being able to kind of move around a lot, I was doing all the, the caring elements um, and, you know, to help him get some sleep. We were sleeping in separate bedrooms um, and this went on for like months and months and months and even in between surgeries and, and for recovery times. And, you know, you, you, I was putting on a brave face at work and the connections were there because I wasn't physically located with my work colleagues anyway so we were doing cameras on type stuff um but it was really that being alone even though you're not being lonely even though you're not physically alone um was kind of where it hit me um yeah bit of a, a challenging period of time but thankfully all is well at the moment um keep fingers crossed on that um and that's my story um Yasmina my story begins in 2013 when my family and I moved to another country um, to be there for my partner when he started um, setting up his new business with us. Obviously, we moved um, our daughters aged nine, five and almost one. It was a very exciting time and we couldn't wait for the adventure to begin. We soon settled in and um, enrolled our girls into schools. The little one stayed home with me. Um, spending time with them was obviously precious and amazing and I felt very lucky but um, as my partner worked more and more with time during the week evenings as well as um, weekends he started to feel a little bit lonely 
obviously with the time, then it started to feel even more. Um, girls were learning a language they were familiar with, but they didn't know it um, that deep in the depth that they needed to know for school um, essays and um, tests and exams and all sorts. So they needed a lot of help. Um, so it felt like a rush every day. I was catching up. I was rushing here, rushing there. And um, one day rushing to pick them up from school, we came home and I realized that I left the stove on. Um, the dish burned, there was smoke everywhere, but thank God that's as bad as it was. It felt very scared, um, scary at the time. And um, the thought of what could have happened because we had people living above us as well. So, oh God, it really kind of put things into perspective. Um, I spoke to my sisters a lot about things and um, I mentioned something along the lines of that and um, one of them turned around and said um, might be hard for you to hear this but it's your fault um, and as hard as those words and harsh you know they were she was right I was the only one that could make a change that could um, you know do something about it nobody else could I wasn't really talking to anybody so um, it was up to me so I kind of just took a step back, looked at my life again and asked myself, what is important? What is a priority? What can I change? So um, I did. Helping my girls and being there for them, that was a priority for me at the time. Um, so instead of spending hours in the kitchen cooking, we ordered food in or we went out for a walk and stopped somewhere for food. We played in the park. Um, and while they played in the park, I switched off from everything and just enjoyed that moment. Um, I also reached out to my family that were living in the city. Um, so soon I had somebody to have coffee with, to have a walk with. Um, I also made friends with mothers at school, which um, was nice to have some adult company. Um, and I took it one step at a time, one day at a time, and soon I felt a lot better. I wasn't feeling as lonely. Um, so that's what everybody should do, reach out, talk. Um, as small and as insignificant you might feel that your problem is at the time, it isn't. If it's making you feel sad, if it's making you feel unhappy, it's big. So make a change, talk to someone. That's my experience. Thank you, Yasmina. And thank you, everybody, for sharing all of your individual experiences. And it's, it just showcases, I mean, there's only a few of us having this conversation but it can just show how different loneliness can affect everybody at you know at different stages of your life um so the next question would be do you feel it's a difficult topic to talk about is it a hard thing when you're when you're in that mindset and you're feeling that loneliness is it a difficult thing to reach out and talk to somebody about it and if so why I don't mind going first on this one, Aida. Um, for me, it was kind of getting into that spiral. You know, once I'd stepped back from not going to the gym or not going out to see friends and the only time I left the house was to go to the supermarket, you know, it, it, felt, it felt too big to kind of push forward and do that, that next step and just reach out and text a friend. Um, so, yeah, I think it's... It, it can be as big or as, as you kind of make it in your own mind and, and how, whatever that size of it is, it's completely individual to you. Um, and whatever first step you take, it's going to feel quite big. But yeah, choose one that's right for you. So for example, one of the times 
uh, I went to the gym. I went and did a body combat class for 45 minutes. And I think I cried the whole way through it because I just didn't, I wasn't used to being around people anymore. And it felt really big. But once I'd done it, I was like, okay, that that's that step done. I, I, I know I can go back again. And the world doesn't stop turning and people don't stop their own interactions just because you've withdrawn and yeah it's it's that reaching out and having a conversation and like this one and realizing that other people are going through the same thing as a real support system um i couldn't yeah i couldn't agree more um christy you're completely right um some people make that problem in their head big some people make it small and they think gosh you know no i should i've got so many other things to be look to be grateful for this isn't a big thing it'll go away you know it's nothing whereas like I said earlier if it's making you feel sad it is big so talk to someone I think we live in a world that's so connected or it is perceived to be so connected as well on social media that having that conversation about loneliness is quite a difficult one to have yeah really because there's a perception that we're all so connected yeah um, and there's almost a stigma around having that conversation because we're perceived to be so connected that it's it's absolutely something we should talk about more um, because it's going on, you know, with with many, many people and probably people that are, we're close to or in our networks, you know, we should just have that open dialogue about it. Depending on what the circumstances and situation was, I know with myself, people were trying to give me the space and the time to transition, but then by doing that, felt very alone I didn't know how to combat it at the time but yeah it was exactly the same it was okay take those first steps I remember being absolutely petrified probably for the first month going anywhere and taking the boat you know taking taking my little boy anywhere without Sean I was absolutely like even going to Morrison's it was the scariest experience ever um, because I just I didn't I don't know I'd lost all of my confidence I felt almost mm. like because I'd lost myself I'd lost my confidence how how this this wasn't something I was experienced in and how I knew and it was silly stuff no it's not silly I, I can relate to that Aida definitely it's just it was the smallest task and it was it was exactly that it was the, it was the smallest tasks that felt like should have been such an easy thing why did that feel so scary mm, yeah new world feels so lonely but it's it's definitely for me it was a case of just take steps so I think we've shared quite a lot of stories is there any advice you would give to anybody going through something similar to your story it's sometimes it's a conscious one as well you, you've got to try force yourself to go and speak to if it's friends or it's family or it's colleagues we're all going through the same thing so and unfortunately i know i've lost good friends as well through mental health over the last over the years um and you know how much of a dark place that can be but you think you can but you're never going to understand how somebody's feeling and I mean, even us as individuals, and we we've all been through this. What I think what I'm trying to say is, is it doesn't it doesn't harm to ask somebody how they're doing, and and I think certainly what we're doing to perform, and Sean's an advocate of this as well, is taking people for a walk, going for a chat, getting out of the office. And I'm the worst one because I try to just go, no, I'm too busy, I'm you know forget it, whatever. And I know Sean and others have seen me, you know, Ed, I just need a break and I need to be able to get out. And I think for me it's that kind of thing. So it's engaging with people asking them are they actually all right and and then sometimes majority of the time they'll probably go do you know what no I'm not and then that's when they need a bit of time to go let's come on let's go for a walk or let's just and so five ten minutes can make all the difference yeah, yeah. absolutely 
I think with, any, with anything to do with how we feel, you know, sometimes it can be loaded with fear and shame about feeling like that as well. So in the messages from my own lived experiences, it's okay. And everybody goes through these cycles and spirals and it's okay to talk about it. And it's okay not to talk about it as well. And share if you want to and talk. Nobody needs to be feel alone and isolated. There's a lot of commonality. I think that listening piece is quite important as well, isn't it? Um, so there was a time previously at work where I'd opened up to a colleague about how I was feeling and the response wasn't the most empathetic of replies. And it that, again, makes you shut down and think, oh, maybe yeah. I shouldn't talk about things. So, yeah, it's if somebody is brave enough to have an open conversation with you, you know, be respectful and, and, you know, show some empathy towards that individual. You might not have had the same lived experience, but an appreciation and, you know, a kind ear can go a long way in just helping somebody start that process to open back up from a, a period of loneliness. That is true. I can relate to that as well. Yeah, I've had people where they think it's not that big of a deal, but they don't realise that to you, it is a big deal to you because you're the one going through it. So a bit more empathy. Yeah. I definitely agree there. And it's not always about, um, they're not necessarily looking to you for a solution either. I think sometimes it's just to talk, just to share, just to get it off your chest. Somebody else here, how are you feeling? Thank you everyone for sharing all of your stories and being quite open and candid with us and the listeners about your experiences of loneliness and your advice on how to combat remedy or remove loneliness as well. We hope this has been a useful episode and a, and a good listen for our audience. And we'll be linking in the show notes ways to get involved with Mental Health Awareness Week and ways to donate to Leeds Mind, our charity partner. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Cheers. Thank Bye. you. Thanks for listening to this episode of All Things Change. A podcast brought to you and presented by the Perform Partners team. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and have found some of the stories and advice shared useful. If you've been affected by any of the topics in this episode, we have linked some useful resources in the show notes and we would encourage you to consider speaking to the great teams at Mind or your local Mind charity. Wherever you're listening, be sure to follow, subscribe and leave a review. It helps other listeners to find us. And remember, you can also connect with us via LinkedIn and Instagram. Just search for Form Partners.